While the world whizzes by, enjoy a moment of me time with Tim Horton's new $6 breakfast bundle. Savor a small hot or iced coffee. Then add your choice of a mouth-watering hot breakfast sandwich and a crispy golden hash brown and your pick of a classic donut. All for six bucks. All just for you. Make your mornings all about me time with our $6 breakfast bundle. Available at your neighborhood Tim Hortons. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Damn, it feels good to be a comic fan. <laughs> Wolverine's alive again. The Fantastic Four is back. Uh, the new movies that are going to be coming soon. The Captain Marvel trailer. Uh, whoa, hold on a second. Michael B. Jordan might be Superman? Hey, okay. Alternative movie coming into the DC... Oh, wait, wait. Henry Cavill exits Superman role. What? I mean, I mean, I knew Affleck was going to go, but... <laughs> this this is a joke, right? I mean, come on. You, you know Man of Steel 2 was still locked in and joins the Witcher cast. And uh, Okay, okay. Uh, you know what? DCU just loves to get all of our hopes up and then shoots itself in the foot, huh? I mean, there was a chance for us to get another locked-in, regular Clark Kent movie, but now you see all this kind of... Even Look, I... You know what? A little ahead of myself. Let's start it up from the top, okay? Cuz, welcome to the J-Bad Show here on... G360 Radio. What's going on, J360 Legion? Welcome back to the J-Man Show for episode 70. Yes, we finally made it. (laughs) 30 episodes away from 100. Hey, if I keep going this route, chances are I'll probably reach 100 by the time of the anniversary special. Hoo-ha! I would love to go for that. So I will, because this episode is the start of another double special for you all. You guys usually get one of these, I want to say once a month, usually. And since it's kind of a light week with all my duties and stuff, I'm able to go ahead and squeeze that in for you all. Uh, So, I see that things have gotten weird in the media world as of late. Now, I'm not going to take the time to talk about what's going on in Washington, because we all know that that's that's just crazy right now, and I'll deal with that in another episode. Not in this double special, though. But I will say that I had such hope and promise for the DCEU. I mean, you got Aquaman coming, then you got Shazam on deck, and then chances are you could just... It gives you hope for another Justice League movie. And and not to mention the DC Universe streaming service that's coming in. That stuff looks amazing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I know, I made fun of the Titans group shot because they all look like they're going through something. But, you know, that's everything during the first season. I mean, we all saw the way Daredevil looked in his first season, right? And... He looks a lot better now than he ever did. You know, that's just the way it goes, because it's built up in anticipation of what's going to happen. But now the movie universe has pretty much divided us, confused us, made us all angry in doing so, and now it has let us down again with Henry Cavell's exit. You know, because I thought he was great. He's a great Superman. But just like Andrew Garfield in the Amazing Spider-Man series, I just didn't think he grew into the role enough, and now he's out. 
you know, maybe there's a chance he could come back in later for another installment. I can understand why DC is trying to do this, because the most that a lot of us know about the DC Universe is at best the trinity of Superman, Batman, and Wonder Woman. And you see, Wonder Woman had a pretty successful movie, and she's going to have another successful movie with Wonder Woman 84. It's just, where does it fit now? You see, you can't get our hopes up and tell us about this shared universe when some of your principal characters are going away, because then we got to get used to another person's form of acting. And I'm not going to say that Michael B. Jordan won't make a good Superman. He'll make a phenomenal Superman. I mean, have you seen the man's resume? I mean, I'm not going to include that Fantastic Four movie, whatever it was, that Fox tried to pull on us. But I'm going to include the movies such as Creed, Creed 2, Black Panther. Actually, you can go all the way back and you can talk about, um, it was called Invincible, wasn't it? Yeah, you could go, or no, yeah, yeah, it was, it was. You can think about those kind of movies, and that had Dane DeHaan in it, who later would play Harry Osborn in The Amazing Spider-Man 2. Like, you could look at all that stuff way back when, and just think about it, right? Oh, no, I think I probably got the title of that movie wrong, but it's got to be Invincible. It's something. It's, it's, it, it was a good movie. And I'm not pulling any favors by uh, questioning the title, right? But see, the thing about it is, the man is a credible actor, and he gives his all for his craft. And not only that, for you ladies out there, and some of you gentlemen, because you know you all swing that way, he's buff as hell. He could do the role. And it's not too far off, because I remember there being a black Superman back in the day. He was an alternative universe Superman, of course, but his name was Calvin Ellis. And I remember like when they had this crisis thing going on, which, by the way, they might as well just do a Crisis on Infinite Earths movie and just clean slate all this stuff. But it's not going to happen yet because, um, I don't know, Darkseid has yet to make his appearance. I mean, maybe they're just waiting for a good day to come in because, you see, Marvel's just totally kicking the crap out of them right now. They have yet to make a dent in the Marvel monster, and they've had multiple chances, too. Which is why a lot of us on the DC side of the spectrum, we sit there, we look at it, and we're like, why do you all keep doing this to yourselves? Is it Warner Brother? Is it the parent company that just keeps screwing up, screwing up? I mean, it's like this. It's like you have this awesome race car, right? But no engine to propel it. Or you have it all together, but you have like this block that's in front of the tires so you can't go nowhere. Or instead of, you know, the horse pulling the cart, it's the cart that's pulling the horse. And you know the cart's not going anywhere. And I can come up with more analogies on this sort of spectrum because that's just how stupid it all is. I mean, at the end of the day, I get it. Filmmaking and movie making is a business. And the truth is, for a business to thrive, you kind of need to take risks for it to succeed. It's going to cost in one way, but at the other way, you telling the story, you're getting it out there to us. Now, those of us that are fans, we have so many different mediums we can go into to get our fix. I mean, if all else fails with all of the other ways of seeing these superheroes, we can go back and read our books. I know, like, when I was disappointed in that God, the Ultimate Spider-Man series just left a sour taste in my mouth, you know? I just didn't really care for it. I mean, it was cool to see him team up with other superheroes, which was kind of the premise, but at the same time, he himself was just really, really annoying. He's not as funny as you would think he is. And then I saw, like, the Spectacular Spider-Man. That was good until they canceled that series to make it for the Ultimate Spider-Man show, so I was like, all right, I don't need to care about any of this. I'll just go back to the comics. So, you know, I started to just pull out all my old comics and start reading them again. 
because at least then I can sit back and enjoy it. There's no sort of product placement going on except for the advertisements that are kind of faded because the comics I have are pretty old. But you see, the thing is, is that I always get my fix and I don't have to worry about no commercial interruptions or nothing. I just sit back and enjoy myself. And I got a little bit of synth wave in the back to, you know, sell the mood a little bit. And then, of course, I already got the main Spider-Man theme, so, like, every time I open them up, it's just the way I do. But then you see, like, you look at DC, and DC has a great catalog of characters. And every single one of them characters, to a point, has made an appearance, and a significant appearance at that, either not on the Justice League Unlimited show, but definitely on Batman's Brave and the Bold. I don't care what anybody says. But... They've went so above and beyond to fail at this point that not only did they take the Superman franchise on a backpedal because they want to push Supergirl for some reason. Not saying that Kara's story isn't great, but she has a damn television show right now. She's getting her she's getting her exposure one way or another. It's part of the Arrowverse. It's on the right network. Uh, She's going through some more crap. You know what I'm saying? And the feminists and SJWs and all those other people out there, they should be happy, right? I mean, because this is the woman of steel getting her time. But you don't necessarily have to cram a two-hour movie down our throats yet. Let that grow in your face. Right now, you still need a foundation to your house, and you don't even have that. Like, if you take a look at the House of Marvel in terms of their movies, at least you could say they're formalistic or whatever, and they kind of are, But there's a foundation there. And some of you haters, and I think, you know, you know, some of you that host podcasts, because we haven't had this conversation yet, could probably throw stones at me and say, well, Jay, what about Inhumans? Okay, F Inhumans. Not all of them are going to be winners. You're welcome. I'm not saying that, you know, that it's all perfect. What I'm saying is, is that there's some pacing here that's off. Some of this stuff is just, you know, it's it's not because they're in a rush, rush, rush to get it. Just take your time and get it out there. Like, none of the other shared universes out here have even touched base like the Marvel, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe. Like, if you take a look over at the MonsterVerse that's going on with Godzilla and everything else, that's still being developed right now. I mean, granted, it has two great films in the canon. Yeah, I'm going to admit, like, I'll redeem Godzilla 2014. It wasn't half bad if you knew that it was leading to something else. And with the way the Godzilla King of the Monsters movie is looking, oh yeah, yeah, I will redeem that in a heartbeat because, hey, it's a filler film, right? It sets the pace. This one is supposed to continue it on. And then, of course, we got Godzilla vs. Kong coming in. But that that should serve for another episode because I got something special for you all later on. You see... You want to have a strong foundation. I know you want to throw sequels and make trilogies or quadrilogies or whatever. But you need this movie to cement what you're trying to do. And as for Superman, Superman just came back to life. And now, guess what, y'all? We killed him again because he's non-existent now. It's like Thanos just took a little temp job over there and he said, Let me show you how to do this wrong. And he just waves his hand with the Affinity Gauntlet and everybody's just fading apart that's relevant. But you still got Wonder Woman because... God help you if you cancel that Wonder Woman sequel, right? Because <laughs> that really gets everybody's blood pumping. Because, you see, some people think that Superman and Batman could be replaceable. And to a point, they can. But not Wonder Woman right now. That's the golden goose. 
I mean, because Affleck, he, he kind of played with us a little bit, whether he was going to be there or not. At least with Henry Cavell, he had a contract for one more film. And that one more film could have cemented the DCU for the next level. Because he was supposed to have a cameo in Shazam, wasn't he? So, like, once again, you, you done built this up, this all-in. We're supposed to be following along, even though Justice League was pretty paper-thin. The point is, is that, you know, you had us set up for something. It might have been in a kibosh way, but it was still a setup. And it's just that, why would people even go this far to just try to destroy some sort of product that they have out here, but they know that that product's supposed to take and last for a while, like maybe five years or so? I mean, there's going to be a point where we're all just not going to care about shared universes anymore. There's going to be a point where some of us now don't even care about MCU. Because, you know, the thing about it is, it takes time for these movies to be made, or shows, or whatever to be made, and then we get tired of waiting, you know? Because there's some gumming gumming up of the works, because still, this is based off of a property dealing with people who need to get paid, and negotiating, and all this other stuff. Like, even now, there's kind of a little strife between Marvel and Netflix, because, see, Disney wants to go ahead and do their streaming and everything else, because they want total control, and you see Marvel does, and you see, like, Netflix does make quite a bit of money from the Marvel properties right now. There's there's a reason why they even try to say, oh, there's not going to be a Defender Season 2 right now. You see what I'm saying? Which, at the same time, a lot of people are like, hey, we're not that good anyway. Ah, shut up. As soon as that trailer came out with Kurt Cobain's Come As You Are playing in the background, letting you know to defend this city... Because it's on the lower scale. Everybody was hyped. Everybody was saying, ooh, this is the miniseries. Oh, it's eight episodes. Oh, everything's going to be action-packed. They're all coming together. What? Daredevil? Iron Fist? Luke Cage? And Jessica Jones? Which, at some point, I don't really care about her. I'm just trying to get through it because that's who she is. The Defenders, really? Marvel Knights are together for the first time only? Think about it. Think about it. And I, and, and I mean... A long time ago, we were about that, but you see, now that it's out, now that we've all saw it and have probably taken multiple takes of it, we are now comfortable within ourselves to go ahead and say, well, the hype is over, and I just didn't like it. You see what I'm saying? I seem to be the ongoing Trump people, because when that stuff comes out, oh yeah, you, you love it then, but then after a while, when it sullies and you start really letting your suspense of disbelief go, and you just go... You know, none of this really makes any sense to me. Uh, let me put a little bit of my logic in there, and this is my two cents, and I wouldn't care if they made another one or not, and then the teaser trailer shows up. I know a lot of y'all were like that when that Captain Marvel trailer came out, which looks pretty good. I can't wait to see what she does against the Kree Scroll War. This is going to be nice. And it seems like she's on her way to try to rediscover who she is. I like that angle that they're going with it. The whole movie is just building up to give us a glimpse of who she is and how she just puts everything together. I can see a lot of the SJW feminist narratives and all that stuff too because remember, this shows what makes a real her hero. I saw that crap. I was like, look, I don't know what the modern narrative is, but there have been a lot of strong women throughout history and the thing is, is that as we keep digging and we keep looking through our history and bringing them out, that's good. But don't act like they don't exist. Even in comic book form. Don't act like they don't exist. They've been here. 
It's just that nowadays people are so like, well, they're being oppressed. They're being forgotten. They're being this and that. If there's one thing I know, they're not being forgotten. Oppressed? Now, you need to know what the hell oppressed means before you start using that word. Because let me tell you this much. Oppression is something that runs deep. Oppression is like when you're really going through pain to get things going and stuff like that. And sometimes in life, we all need that pain to really push ourselves to that limit to get where we need to go to show people how strong we are. You see what I'm saying? It's kind of like how sometimes where people think because like sometimes the J-Man show runs late or sometimes that things get delayed that I am not, you know, the big producer that I let you all know that I am. So there are times where I just come back out of nowhere and you know who the hell I am at that point. It's little things like that. But that's just the inspirational riding through the pain and getting stuff done. And then you got to remember, like, you know, even Superman can't save everybody. So a lot of people that run around here and say that kind of stuff, like, this is the first time we actually got an equal opportunity hero. Uh, This is the feminist icon that we need, yada, yada, yada. Captain Marvel has always been a powerful character. Even when she was Miss Marvel. Even when, you know, way back in the day when the Captain Marvel comic used to deal with Marvel who was a male version of the Captain Marvel character. She is a legacy character. You see what I'm saying? And the thing about it is, somebody or anybody can continue on your legacy, regardless of what gender that character is. So don't take these modern narratives and attributes and try to throw it on there at the same time of trying to act like, oh, we don't know who this is. It's good that you're inspired by her. Just quit trying to take all this straw and throw it in front of people, because there are people like me who will actually take a look at that argument, and we will happily take out a blowtorch and burn that stuff up, because there is no reason why you should have this house full of straw here to try to form an argument or a thesis right now. And the truth is, there's a lot of people out there that can't handle argument. So that's why they do what they can to do that stuff. If you're going to make some sort of fortification, make sure there's like bricks and mortar and stuff, you know? That's what you need. But as I say this, though, I'm not totally against the movie. I'm happy the movie's here. I'm like this. Phase 4 has started. She's the one that could actually make the deciding tide along with uh, what happened to Ant-Man at the end of Ant-Man and the Wasp. And I'm not going to mention that because some of y'all didn't go see that movie. Y'all thought it was too juvenile or whatever. That's what I got around here. And I was like, really? So you're going to go see all the movies, but you're not going to see that one. See, that's just ignorant as hell. So what I'm going to say is is this. You need to see these movies in sequence so you see what they're all building to because Thanos is still alive and well and what he did actually obliterated half the universe in a way of providing balance. So you want to see where this all goes. You know what I'm saying? Keep your pieces together because they're all part of something. So at least with this new Captain Marvel movie, even though it's a prequel, it's going to lay a foundation. It's going to make sense in some ways. And, hey, I'm just happy to see a good movie get made and stuff like that. Because a lot of people were all like, oh, we didn't like her in the Kree suit. But when you saw what she could do in that Kree suit, you all were fans instantly, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I thought. Mm-hmm. So this is what all that hype's going to be about. And I just can't wait till 2019 to go see it all. And I'll be done with all the things I need to do, too. Man, that is going to be one hell of a day for me. I'm going to enjoy it. Shoot, I might not even I might not even do too much that day. I'll probably just be like, yeah, I'm gonna go see Captain Marvel and just chill the hell out. 
Actually, no, I'm not, because I'm not that lucky. But, but I will say this much. I have a lot of hope for the, the MCU. Um, another thing I've seen not too long ago was Iron Fist Season 2. I thought Iron Fist Season 2 was a good cleanup from Iron Fist 1. And the best part of it is, is that the supporting characters got their moment to thrive. You know what I'm saying? Like, Danny, Danny has his moments where he's annoying, but you gotta realize, your main character, your main protagonist, sometimes it's a part of their makeup to be annoying. And you gotta go ahead and deal with that because it's how they grow as a person. Believe it or not, we all don't really notice this about ourselves, but we should know this about ourselves anyway. We can be pretty damn annoying, too, when it's our own story. Like, if we're guest starring in another story and we have our badass moments when we do it, oh yeah, we're awesome as, we're awesome as hell, aren't we? Almost said it. We're awesome as hell. But you see, when it's us ourselves, we have our vulnerable moments too. We have it where, like, you know, we're not as capable as we were at that time. Because that was just our moment to shine. But right now, you know, you have your moments where you whine. You have your moments where you lose your strength. So you got to acquire new strength to keep that together and things like that. There's always a way of changing and transforming yourself. And which that's what Danny's doing. So, like, you know, at the one at the first half of it all, I was happy to see what Danny did. And then I got to learn more about Davos. I got to learn more about Joy. I got to learn more about this MCU version of Typhoid Mary. Which, at the same time, you can learn about it anyway, because there was um, allusions to her in the Punisher series. Like, all that stuff was building to this whole thing. And it kept it interesting because, you know, Colleen, for those, and I apologize, spoilers, she has the fist now. But then you saw, like, later on in the end, Danny somehow has the ability again, too, and he could use guns through it. Well, you know, fire bullets with the energy, but still, it, it's in two fists for him. And I'm like, say, about time, but damn, where are the other three episodes to go with this? Because this is a 10-episode season. So I was hyped up to see some more. So whatever they're going to do with season three, I just hope it happens. But at the end of it all, I, I don't want to see like the relationship between Colleen and Danny go away because I thought that was like one of the most precious things in this whole Netflix MCU scenario. You know what I'm saying? Because right now Luke doesn't have anyone. Jessica has somebody, but the thing is, I don't see that's going to last with Jessica and um, whoever that guy is. I, I didn't like season two of Jessica Jones, so I don't really care. But the truth is, is that it, the truth is they're going to find their ways in each other's arms again anyway, because that's just how it goes. So I like how that's built up, but, you know, there's things here that's going to be changing and fixing and everything else because ODD is coming back to town soon, and that that whole thing about him giving his soul to the devil, he's got to be the devil now, I, I just can't wait. Because, you know, like, the way the new R setups for these um, MCU Netflix shows, they're they're genuine because there's a lot of times where relationships just don't work out. People just drift apart and stuff like that. There's a lot of times where it's gritty, it's real, and it's visceral. And it, 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 that's what gets us so hyped up and excited about it. As much as I'd like to see like the Tom Holl- the Tom Holland Spider Man take on Kingpin, I know it's not going to happen right now, but it's just awesome to see that him and Daredevil square off, and you know the big rematch is going to happen in this new new scenario, especially with Bullseye coming into play too. So I got a lot to look forward to with uh, season three of Daredevil, and then season two of The Punisher just wrapped. So, whew, 
I, I can't wait. There's still some life here. You know what I'm saying? So my superhero fatigue has not happened yet because even now the video games are getting better. So yeah, we're going to segue into our video game segment here. I should get some background music for that. But then again, we'll see what happens. This is only like, what, season two of the J-Man show? So we'll see what season three does. If it ever happens for you all right yet. But going into our video game scenario of the whole thing, I'm sure I, like a lot of you, are happy that you own PlayStation 4s if you do, because <laughs> that Spider-Man game is amazing. In every sense of the word, it's amazing, spectacular, sensational, and it's superior to any other Spider-Man game I've played yet. I mean, like, I'm not talking about that Edge of Time and that Shattered Dimensions and all that crap. Yeah, sure, y'all can have that, and I'm sure some of y'all will be like, hey, I like Shattered Dimensions, and that's cool, but I didn't. The thing is, is that Spider-Man is fun to play again. Even the two amazing Spider-Man games that came out based off of the movie scenarios... That was happening there for a while. They weren't as good. This, however, went back to basics in a beautiful way, too. Because, you see, like, it not only has, like, New York itself recreated. It also has New York itself recreated with a lot of the comic book locations involved. And not to mention that they took the mythos of what happened in the Spider-Man universes. And they put it right there, along with Miles Morales making an appearance. And then, like, the villains, oh, man, the best part of Spider-Man from time to time, other than the main guy himself and his supporting cast, are the villains. And they, wonderful. It, it, it was just everything amazing about it. And the gameplay, like, the gameplay is so easy to pick up on. Like, they built off, of, you can tell that they built off of and were inspired of what happened in the Arkham series. And with good reason. Because... They pretty much prove that you can make a great Batman game. And this, this is just proof that you can make an, an excellent Spider-Man game. Like, the jokes are on par. Like, the combat system's great. You can actually unlock suits from all sorts of areas in Spider-Man's history. Uh, the only problem with it is, is that there's no symbiote suit in there. And that's, that kind of annoys me. But the thing about it is... It's not because of the symbiote version of it. I wouldn't mind a cloth version of that suit because, see, there was a time when Spider-Man went back in black and that was when his secret identity was revealed during Civil War, you know, and which is why I'm glad, like, that didn't happen in the actual Civil War movie. But when that happened, you know, Spider-Man showed that he meant business with his job because he has no secrets to hide now, all bets are off, and he's wearing the black suit to kick some ass. That's why I love the Back in Black series. And I would have loved to have done that, but, you know, it is what it is. I mean, that's just enough time for something to happen in the sequel. But this is such a good game right now, and they're making more for a DLC to come into play. It's like, you know, I can wait on that. It's just more to come. And that's what makes it interesting. Because, uh, God, I don't know who the villains are going to be in that DC, DCL or DLC. Yeah, I'm so excited I can't even say the words right. I don't know who the villains are going to be in that, but oh, I'm just going to chill out and take it easy until it happens. Because as soon as I got this game, I went ahead and got the season pass for it. And you know, I'm going to be honest with all of you about this. It must be a damn good game if I'm buying the DC DLC, <laughs> buying the DLC on the day I actually get the game. You know, because I usually just wait. I'm like, 
you know, y'all already got enough of my money. I'm not, I'm not giving you like 25 bucks. I'm not, I'm not doing it. You know, little things like that. But, you know, everybody plays a pretty good role in the game. Like, you know, you can enhance your web swinging. You can enhance your gadgets. Like, you know, in order to keep a spy out on Black Cat if you want to, where she's stealing from, where all these things are leading up to. Pretty much you got the Sinister Six in the game. And then, of course, you are getting to know one of the newest Spider-Man villains, Mr. Negative. Just this, this game is wonderful. And after a while, it's like the delays and everything that they took to get ready for this. Well worth it. Well worth it. It's like, you know what? This is what I want. Because, see, a problem with me and modern gaming from time to time is not only microtransactions from time to time, but it's like some of this stuff is either tech demos or a five-hour campaign. And you see, that's like when the Order 1886 came out, I I was very disappointed because I was looking forward to that. I was like, hey, we're back in a different era and I get to hunt monsters down. But you see, the thing about it is, it didn't play like that. It played like one of those scenarios where you got to figure it out for the character to go ahead and do. And I'm like, this isn't fun. But when I sit here and I play Spider-Man, it's just like Spider-Man 2 mixed with Web of Shadows to a point, at least in terms of texture, and... With the Arkham background, it, it, it just works out for me. You know what I'm saying? And you pretty much feeling and being Spider-Man throughout the whole game. That's why, like, when you see everybody just sitting there playing that game, it's not because it's just a Sony exclusive. It's because it's a damn good game built around one of the most beloved superheroes ever made. You know, if they ever made, like, another Arkham game, which isn't going to happen, I don't think. Or if they ever, like, took um, Arkham Origins and actually fixed it because, you know, get it away from all that glitchy mess and they just said, all right, we're going to go ahead and bring this back to you all and it's going to be fixed. There's going to be no problems here and there. You know what I'm saying? It's one of those things that make you appreciate the game and it actually reignites your fandom because you're immersed into it. I would love to see them do the same thing with any of the Marvel heroes, especially Iron Man, because Iron Man is due a good game. Like, the other Iron Man games were not that good unless you were really a fan of this. And wouldn't it be nice if Wolverine got a game? You know, similar to how, like, X-Men Origins Wolverine was. That's the only time that will ever be seen in a positive light is the video game based on it. Because that was a damn good game. And after so many hiccups with him, he was a case too. Uh, I don't know how you would do a Silver Surfer game, but I mean, like, see the... The, the thing is, is that with this game being so successful as it is, the gates are open and it just shows that it can be done. Like, I would love a Daredevil game, too. And I think somebody did, I think a friend of mine told me that somebody did a build for, like, a Flash game. I would love to see that, too. Like, this is the time to do this stuff. And it doesn't matter how long it is. It's just take your time and build this thing. Of course, you got to have the end in mind, but the truth is, is that you want to fine-tune everything. I had to delay a couple episodes of my show to fine-tune things, and that went well. And I'm going to have to do the same thing for a lot of the ambitious projects that I have. But you see, this game took its time, and it was delayed a few. And it, and right there, you know, it's, it's on the best-selling list. Like right now, I'm sure it's up there along with, uh, along with some of the Call of Duty games, and I'm sure it's up there along with... There was another game that came out for PlayStation 4 not too long ago that was... Um, high ranking. It's not Shinmu. That's my personal list, but 
It's up there. But I'm sure this game is like number one right now. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Madden. Madden. Yeah, that's the other one. But Madden's not really an exclusive. But, you know, I, I weep for a lot of those uh, Xbox people out there that are sitting there saying, It sucks! Oh, we're going to find ways to be petty, and, and we're going to go ahead and say this game really, really sucks because the graphics aren't as good, and, and, and it doesn't look good in 4K, and all that kind of stuff. Calm the hell down. If you wanted to go ahead and get a PlayStation 4, you can. You don't necessarily have to get the 4K edition. You can go get the Slimline if you want. It's entirely up to you. But if you're going to sit there and be petty, that's your problem. You work that nonsense out. Because <laughs> right now you look damn near unfamiliar. And that is when the head honcho of J360 Productions just looks at you and say, Still salty, huh? And then at that point, you'll probably argue with me by saying, Well, that's why the Eagles lost week two. And I'll be like, Yeah, no, no, not really. Straw using and abusing sad so and so. <laughs> and even then, you know, I, I, you know, Tampa Bay is a strong built team. Like, I, I don't know how the hell they managed to get those pieces. And this is with their backup because, you know, Jameis Winston, he's about to go to court. So, <laughs> it's amazing. But going back into the, going back into the video games lineup, it's like when you look at all the Spider-Man games, they've come a long way in order to be as phenomenal as they are. And you see, like, Spider-Man is such an easy approach to doing things. And these people are... Really, the people at Insomniac Games are fans of Spider-Man. You can kind of tell because of the way they just built and rebuilt everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, they took the mythos and they went a different direction with it. But it worked out. And then, like, certain characters that you play as, they play a pivotal role in the game. Because you're not only playing as Peter and Spidey, you know? You're playing as... Mary Jane from time to time, you're playing as Miles Morales from time to time, you know, you're really seeing how everything works out, this is how a game should be, and it keeps you there for a while, because you have a lot of side missions to do too, so if you're just blasting through the story, you know, don't do that, like, give yourself some time to be the friendly neighborhood Spider-Man, and it'll all pay off, but, you know, and it's just like, well, you know, how else can I put it? It's just, you know, I can't put it down. The only reason why I'm putting it down right now is because I'm doing the show for you all. And, of course, you know, I still have to work on my education. So I'm doing all that right now. But if I didn't have to do any of those things, uh, forget it. I still would do the J-Man show for you all. Hell, that's why I got a video game series for that sort of scenario. Coming soon, by the way. And I know that there's going to be some other games coming out that I kind of had my eye on. Like Kingdom Hearts 3, for instance. Yeah, see, I haven't invested in the Kingdom Hearts series as much as I did Final Fantasy. And I know that there's some Final Fantasy games that uh, I need to go ahead and get on the PS4 as well. Like, I know they got 9 on there. They had 7 on there. Oh, which, by the way, are y'all still holding out for that 7 remake? Is it ever going to get done? You know what? Maybe they're... No, no, no. I lost interest in that when they tried to make it episodic. But yet they re-released the old game on there, so it's like... I don't know what they're doing. But going back to Kingdom Hearts, I'm going to go ahead and get the collection for Kingdom Hearts that has the uh, 1.5 and the 2.5, like when 3 is roaming around, so I can get them all in one swoop. You know what I'm saying? That's like the best thing I could do, because... 
you know, I kind of want my stuff on one system primarily, which is why I always was like an advocate for backwards compatibility. But then again, that's the story for a whole another episode, huh? So as I stick here with uh, the comics and the way things are going, you know, like Marvel's doing great with what it has. There's going to be an Avengers game that Square Enix is working on. So I'm looking to see what that could be. I hope it all just ties in together and we all get to play the other superheroes because they all need a moment to shine. But DC needs to get it together. DC and Warner Brothers, they need to just butt heads, go sit down for a little bit, and then wake up and just say, all right, well, you know, we're still a movie company. We can still pull this all together and we can still make the changes we need to go ahead and not alienate our fans. Now, they've bought into the DC Universe streaming, and we got a lot lined up for that. But for our movies themselves, let's go ahead and tell a complete story. Let's not worry about the shared universe aspect entirely, because that comes later. And I would hate to see them do a second Green Lantern movie down the tubes. At least let this one, let this one thrive. Okay, because as a Lantern fan, it's like, you know, I'm looking at that, I'm like, don't, don't do what you did in 2011. Learn from that mistake, scratch it off, do this now, and do it right, because it's time to be fresh. And that's how you go from there. I mean, because not all of these properties are going to be winners, by the way, because some just work as TV series and some work as movies. But this is the perfect time to go ahead and do it over again. Now, as for the Batman franchise, you know, How do you mess up the Batman franchise? And don't include Batman and Robin, because we all know what the problem with that is, but how do you mess that up? And, oh yeah, by the way, there's been some pictures of Joaquin Phoenix as the new Joker before he becomes Joker. See, that's cool that that's the way he is right now, but you see, I want to see him as Joker, Okay. Not as who his alter ego or what one of his scenarios was. I want to see him as the Joker himself. Then I'll be excited. It's kind of like seeing how, you know, Tom Hardy became Venom. Alright? So at least give me that fair shake. But I've said a little too much and it's time for me to go ahead and wrap up the show. So that about does it for this first half of the double special, ladies and gentlemen. Now... For those of you out there that want to converse, we do have a hotline coming together. I don't know how effective it is, but I'll bring up the number. And (laughs) yeah, this is wild, right? I'm mentioning it, but I don't have the number for you all right now. (laughs) But I will mention the number for you all for... Actually, you should all know the number because it's on the Instagram. And I should know the number too because it's my hotline. Ain't that about a B. But... (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't really care about the number right off right now so we'll, we'll i'll mention it down below in the description so if you all want to go ahead and um you know give me a shout out or a voicemail on a couple of things you can that's the best way to get in touch and then you can also send me an email at j360 productions at outlook.com just let me know what show or what sort of scenario that in your subject box so that I can go ahead and answer it for you from time to time. Cause I don't mind talking to you all about stuff, even if I'm off air or not. And of course, as I do these shows live nowadays, you can chat with me in the chat box here too, because you know, I always make time for those of you in the J360 Legion. You're that important, but I want you all to take care of yourselves and come back tomorrow at nine 
because that is when 71 takes place, and we will have a lot to talk about in 71. All right, so just be prepared for that. Uh, and another thing, since I'm in this whole thing, I got some shout-outs to do for those of you in the Potter and Fam, but guess what? Here's the kicker. It's going to happen in 71, all right? Because <laughs> I got nothing but respect for y'all, and y'all have been helpful in getting me to where I need to be, and I'm... Um, I'm just happy to know all of you, and we're all getting getting to those upper levels. It's just it's it's just cool to be in a community where everybody wants to help. So as far as I'm concerned, I'm gonna present something pretty special for you all. You got plenty to look forward to, as I usually say. But until then, this is Jay signing off. So y'all take it easy, okay? Later's. <laughs>